Hey, I'm Teague. And I'm Sam. And we're your well-informed girlfriends. Bringing you today's news, gossip, and unsolicited hot takes. This week, we're talking about the Oscars and everything you need to know from the big night, the trad wife movement, and how sugar substitutes are affecting our gut. Just another week where we're bringing weird movements I've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're also talking about a resurgence of the short king. We love to see it. Gen Z's outlook on our financial situation in the U.S. And we're going to talk a little bit of Vanderpump Rules because I couldn't go without talking about it. I could have gone without it, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I know that some people will want to hear no, it. No, people do want to know. I have been They, they want to know. Mm-hmm. All that and so much more on this week's episode of Well-Informed Girlfriends. It was the 95th year of the Oscars and no one was slapped. Oh my God. I know. It's kind of, we almost missed it. Right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Violence is never the answer. The night was super long. All the awards were broadcast, but we did want to take a second to acknowledge that everything, everywhere, all at once, absolutely swept. As it should have. That was my favorite movie of the year. For sure. I took home seven awards, including Best Picture, Michelle Yeoh. The star of the movie also became the first Asian woman to win Best Actress. That's cool. Mm-hmm. She's also the second minority woman ever to do so. And the first was Halle Berry 20 years ago. You want to guess what movie that was? Um, I know that movie. Which one was it? Monster Ball? Yeah. God, wow. I'm a genius. You are a genius. I'm, I'm I so impressed. just recently watched it. That's oh. why I know. <laughs> I'm so impressed. We also wanted to mention that Ruth E. Carter became the first black woman to win two Oscars. She has won... Best costume design for now both of the Black Panther movies. Amazing. I love it. Yeah, no, it was a cool night. You know, I love – the thing I love about the Oscars, which I don't love all of it, but I love the one thing is, like, the speeches when people take time to, like, talk to kids and, and try to make an inspirational moment happen. I think that that's really sweet. Michelle Yeoh did that. Like, a lot of um, the people with everything, everywhere, all at once involvement kind of did that. So, sure. And I love that movie so much, too, because it was, like – Low budget. I'm pretty sure it was like $5 million, which is like very low budget. But it was also so interesting. Oh, it was the best. It was like nothing I'd really ever seen before, I Mm -hmm. think, is what made me really like. And it was there were moments that were so funny and so heartfelt. I loved it. If you haven't seen it, please go watch it. I don't say that about every Oscar film, for the record. Yeah. I think a lot of them are clear, like, almost torture porn. Yeah. (laughs) Don't watch The Whale. Mm, um, yeah. No offense to the whale and the I people watched. that made it, but it, yeah, I mean, not, not my favorite movie. Oh, um, good to know. All right. You know, and the, the other thing about the Oscars too is like you have to realize, especially like working in the industry, you realize how much of it is, I don't want to say bought and paid for, but yeah. there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. So it's sure. almost like, okay, what are we watching? You right. know, like. And you see it in the campaigns around town and stuff. Yeah. Like how fair is it all? How fair is it? So anyways. Anyways. Still exciting for those ladies and for everything everywhere at once. You should watch it if you haven't. Um, moving on, we wanted to take it. Well, I wanted specifically to Here take a minute to talk about a new movement gaining traction or at least media coverage on TikTok. Okay. It's called the traditional wife movement or trad wives for short. And Ew. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I don't even know the story. I'm going to let you go. It's composed largely of Christian, conservative, millennial, and Gen Z women who are quote, leaning out of the workforce and into homemaking. Okay. Yeah, so Today.com covered this. And the the article on Today.com is much longer than what we're going to talk about now. And it talks about a lot of different niches within this crazy movement. Crazy, I'm sorry. 
interesting movement. <laughs> um, one person who spoke today.com said that she has to ask her permission, her husband's permission to leave the house before, before buying anything over a hundred bucks. Another said they don't cultivate friendships with people, the opposite gender. And of course, you know, apart from being influencers, they all stay home. Okay. So yeah, I wanted to know what you think of that. That's interesting. I mean, I think, look, that sounds bomb. Does it? It's like the For least. For five minutes. So it's like my least favorite thing. Okay, yeah. Like cleaning and cooking. That yeah. sounds horrible. I mean, I don't know. For me, Can like, someone pay me to just stay home and be cute? Like, and not do anything? So, I don't know. I feel like um, it's, like, one of those things where it sounds cool. And I think if you do it for, like, a little bit of time, you get bored. Like, there's not that much stuff to clean. There's not that much stuff to do. I mean, maybe if you have a family yeah. and kids and stuff. Which, you know, that would be ideal if you could stay home with your kids. But I don't know. I feel like I would get bored. But that's interesting. I mean, cool. Cool if people are doing it. I do think it's a little weird the thing you said about the woman has to ask her partner before buying anything. <laughs> that sucks. I mean, I, yeah, right? Uh, and like $100. I mean, I guess that is kind of a lot of money, but like not that much money. Yeah. I get asking depends. if before you make a big purchase, like a television or like something more than like, I don't know, $200. But I'm not going to be like, oh, I went to Target. <laughs> is that okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay well yeah I don't know I just and I also feel like it maybe didn't help us the first time around in the 1950s like why are we doing it again didn't we yeah burn a lot of bras over this yeah but also if you listen to our podcast last week we talked about how men are not settling down as much oh yeah that's true so we there did. is like a lot like gender roles are kind of like Stuff's like up in the air right now, I feel like, it with is. what people are doing as far as are they getting married, are they staying together, that kind of thing. So everything's kind of changing and I don't know. I guess whatever works for you and your situation and your partner, like if that works, then great. Yeah. You I know, mean, if that's I'm, your personality and you vibe on that, hell yeah. Yeah. As long as you're happy, as long as you're both happy and you yeah. don't feel like you're being limited, I think that if that works for you, great. I will say one psychologist they talked to said that this more niche conservative lifestyle could be a reaction to the overall liberalization of American belief systems. That's fair. And I think actually maybe that is sort of what this all falls under, big picture wise. Yeah, because it's like a reaction to how not crazy it's all gotten. But, but how times have changed. How times have changed. Yeah, and I think that there's something sort of to that in general too. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Trad, trad wives. Trad wives. Traditional wives. I know. Let's talk about Gen Z's outlook on money. Okay, cool. Yeah, so this was an interesting story that Cosmo put together. Cosmo did a deep dive on Gen Z's outlook on the financial situation that's going on in the U.S. Um, they basically laid out a bunch of things that people are worried about or upset about when it comes to money. And here are the top few things. And I wanted to see if you agreed or disagreed with these. Mm -hmm. So the first thing at the top of most people's list was not being able to live alone as you get older and thus still having to have roommates as you get older, which is something I think a lot of people have to do, especially in big cities like LA or New yeah. York. God, it's so expensive. Um, the other thing was groceries are getting so expensive. So we've seen that, you know, everywhere you go, no matter where you shop, groceries are way more expensive. Retirement funds are seemingly tanking, which I guess is one of those things that like you can't look at short term and be worried about. But I will say sometimes I'll look at my 401k and I'm like, oh, no, that doesn't look like it's supposed to look. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's only lost money for me. <laughs> yeah. So that's a thing. And then the final thing people are really worried about is that people, oh, this is if you have kids, people can't afford daycare even if they have two incomes, which is actually like really scary to me. It didn't occur to me that 
Gen Z was having kids yet, honestly. No, but that, I mean, I don't know. This is what this article says. <laughs> no, I believe you. No, I mean, yeah, I agree with all of those. I wasn't able to live alone pretty much ever until, and I now have a partner. So Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, how it, that's how it happens, I guess. Yeah. It's crazy to me that that is the case. But my old roommate who I lived with before this, she's like a few years older than me, mid thirties. And she still has a roommate that took over my room. Yeah, it's really hard it's out here. Week out there. Yeah, you almost have to like get a partner. Like that's yeah. how you. But then you still have a roommate, <laughs> right? So it's not like you living alone. It I is, see like, that a lot. People are like couples looking for a person to rent out their guest bedroom too. I feel like no way. Yeah, are you in like LA housing? Yeah, Facebook groups and stuff. I feel like a lot of places will say that. Oh my gosh, that's so. I don't know if I would want to do that. That feels like I'm a kid in the couple's house. I know. I would maybe only do that for like my best friends for like a short amount of time. If maybe, you, like, but not like if you were like, oh, I sold my place and I'm moving. Yeah. Can I crash with you for a few months? I'm like, sure, whatever. That's yeah. not weird. Yeah. But if you were like, I'm just gonna live with a random couple from Craigslist. Yeah. For an indefinite. That's weird. Of time. That almost feels like you joined their relationship. <laughs> just you know. Like, <laughs> situation yeah that's perhaps that's, well and the groceries getting so expensive we've talked about that a lot we've talked yes. about that oh a lot. my gosh yeah I mean I think the biggest thing that I worry about too is like, well, I'm like quite literally not even don't even have a partner but I I think about like having kids because I do want kids someday mm-hmm. and it's just like how can like how can how how does anyone do it like it's already so expensive and I'm fully alone and by myself yeah and it's like, it doesn't make sense. The math isn't mathing. I don't understand how people do it. I have no idea. The math does not math on that one. Yeah. but Maybe I guess, it's cheaper in like smaller towns. Or, yeah. And or maybe if you like, live by your family, maybe. Right. Because you get a little bit of that daycare cost yeah. down or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like really shocking. I guess it's one of those things probably it's like once you do it, it's like, oh, you just figure it out. Um, but also just like stressful to think about. Oh, for sure. But you even know? like my cousin, she has one kid and has another on the way and her mom has just been staying with them, like indefinitely watching their, her helping watch the kid. An angel. Because yeah, because they just, it's too expensive to put them in daycare. And so that is a, a whole thing. Yeah. So anyways, let's moving on. Yeah. I want to talk about the story that's bad news specifically for me, the part of the podcast with a Diet Coke addiction. Okay. Um, so everyone knows that eating sugar has been – eating a lot of sugar is bad for you. And for years, people have been warning about the dangers of fake sugars, things like aspartame, other things like sucralose or saccharin. But that hasn't stopped companies from removing them – removing sugar from products and using fake sweeteners and foods to, in an attempt to make them seem healthier. And now, so it's like 30% of products have increased their amount of fake sugars. And you need to be reading or making your own products, of course. You need to read the ingredients to know what's inside of them. Um, And sometimes it's like hard terms that you might not necessarily know. Mm -hmm. And now the World Health Organization is warning that you should limit your intake of sugar substitutes because of their potential undesirable long-term effects, like on your gut. So one recent really robust study found it causes changes in the function and composition of your gut microbiomes, which is like the bacteria, funguses, fungi, I mean, and viruses that live in your intestines and help you digest everything. So like two of them also, saccharin and sucralose, worsen participants' blood sugar control. And other studies have shown drinking beverages made with sucralose can promote insulin resistance, which is a precursor to diabetes. The long story short... Those fake sugars are not 
good news generally. No, it's bad. I mean, fake sugars, we know they're bad. We know real sugar is bad as well. But I I think what's just so crazy and upsetting is that it doesn't stop the food manufacturers from pumping it into quite literally everything we eat, drink, consume, are around, you know, and like some of those things that they put in our food is like really hard for our bodies to digest because it's like fully not real. It's like a chemical essentially. So um, yeah, that's really upsetting and discouraging. But I guess it's just like a good eye-opening, you know, reminder to like try and limit fake sugar if you can and like look at – ingredients on things because honestly like real sugar is probably better than some of this garbage that they're pumping in there that's like artificial to some extent yeah the study i was looking at said that people who for example who were drinking a lot of regular coke and then switched to diet coke it did help them long term more than if you were just already only drinking diet coke you know what i mean like so if you are cutting out a ton of caloric intake um, it does benefit you in the long term to use these fake substitutes, but okay. if you don't have that morbid obesity issue, you're generally worse off. So, right. So that's just definitely something to consider. And yeah, life. Interesting. Well, hey, look, I'm happy that they're talking about it. Anytime that stuff is like talked about or exposed in any way, just to like keep people's eyes and ears open, I think it's like beneficial. So, agree. Yeah. Okay. What is this, Sam? <laughs> okay. What is this? Where do these words come from? You find these stories <laughs> that I'm like, wh- what? I just, listen, this I love- like a deep internet hole. Obviously it is. <laughs> okay, but can I please live? Yes. I I'm live, excited. For the record, those of you who are listening, I live on the internet. My right. job is the internet. Right. So of course I find weird deep dive I love it. words. My favorite. Um, so a few weeks ago, we talked about dressing with stealth wealth, which is not putting brand, brand names on stuff to avoid flexing your wealth. monetary income during a recession. But we came across this TikTok from Thieves of Time this week talking about recession court, which is like the overall aesthetic of okay. dressing like you're in the Great Depression. Oh, why? <laughs> what? If you Dressing like you're in the Great Depression? Yes, but it's like... The pictures are spot on. We're doing page boy caps. We're doing trench coats. We're doing whatever Buck Mason does. And all of those oh, things Buck literally Mason. could be also a Great Depression. We're doing flower sack dresses. That is what it's giving. It's giving wow. Great Depression. Wow. And this girl who pointed out Beavs of Time, like really, I thought, had a point. <laughs> and then she ended her TikTok with this quote. Coat fedora, trench coat fedora, Banana Republic. I want to be clear. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not disputing it's a good aesthetic. I'm just saying the aesthetic is Dust Bowl. Thoughts? Would you wear a flower sack dress? In fact, we can. They are available at Lulu's pretty much. Yeah. So I, you know, I do love a trench coat and a little cap. Yeah. So I guess so. And anything from like, you know, I do really like Buck Mason. Yeah, same. <laughs> like I'm kind of obsessed with that brand. Same. So maybe that's what I am wearing maybe that's my style now yeah like the guys in the unemployment line in those famous photos from the 20 also you know kind of kind of are we into it yeah maybe they were like (laughs) ahead of their time they were style precursors (laughs) they were style precursors i mean like anything obviously i feel like we should mention we're kind of joking but also it is kind of giving great depression yeah interesting i mean i guess i can see it i mean that's any trend right it's like any for sure. You can, you can put a name on any of it, but. I will take this over sort of the Y2K look, though. 
Yeah, you don't Not, like that? I don't love it. I don't love a lot of it. I feel like we didn't suffer through this one time to do it again. Right. And it's a little bit too close for comfort. You know, it just happened. Yeah. It's like that American Girl doll from the 90s. They're like our historic doll. Kit. I'm sorry. No, Kit's from the 20s. (laughs) They have a new one right now that just came out. It's their annual year doll. Yeah. And it's from the 90s. What? They're like our historic doll from this faraway time, the 1990s. Ew. I know. I feel a little personally attacked by it. Anyways, I'm like, when when we're digging deep into the archives and the archives are my childhood i don't know if i love that yeah no that's annoying <laughs> interesting <laughs> millennial problem millennial problems oh my gosh okay so let's really quickly sam i know you don't watch vanderpump but i do no but we live next door to all of them <laughs> yeah we live next door to sir pump tom tom all the things um and so basically i wanted to talk about this briefly because i used to cover vanderpump rules for after buzz tv i used to do an after show on the vanderpump show so i feel like i'm pretty familiar with the drama um and since it's everywhere i just thought we should talk about it really quick but for people who don't know the show i'm going to try and sum it up quickly it's not easy because there are a million characters and everyone sleeps with each other but um just for people like sam who don't know i'll I'll try to break it down so basically tom sandoval has been dating this girl ariana for nine years they're basically married um but it just came out that one of their castmates raquel has been having an affair with tom sandoval and this is juicy because ariana and raquel are friends and also um it's like raquel was also or sorry engaged to a different castmate james kennedy like a year or two ago, they broke that off. And then now she's just on the show. And, and and also right before this, Raquel had made out with Tom Schwartz, a different Tom. So anyways, Toms, both Tom S. Yes. Tom. What is this? Tom, the you know, Tom, Tom, the bar. That's, that's their bar. Anyways, <laughs> um, long story short. So um, everyone hates Raquel. The thing about, Oh, I also wanted to sum up the 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 way that Ariana found out is because Ariana was going through Tom's phone just because she had like a quote unquote feeling, and she found videos that he had screenshotted of him and Raquel hooking up on Facetime. Oh my god, which is brutal, like to find on your boyfriend's phone. Um, That's almost worse than walking in on it, right? I mean, yeah. I honestly, I wonder if she like sent it to anybody. Maybe. I don't know. Um, long story short, it's crazy because Raquel kind of got on the show by hooking up with James Kennedy, and that's, like, how she got on the show. So I don't know. It, what's frustrating to me is, like, where everyone's, like, giving so much attention to Raquel, and I feel like that's – her dream has always been to have all the attention on her because oh, she's, like really? – she's just, like, this – I don't want to talk badly about her, but she's just, like, this, like, Orange County girly – like, I have friends that, like, knew her growing up, and she just, like, wanted to be famous really badly – and now everyone's talking about her. But she's not really doing the PR stuff well. Like I have a friend at Page Six who's been covering this. And I guess he was saying that they have hired and fired like several PR agencies in the last like week. Raquel so like, has or the yeah, show has? Yeah, Ra- Raquel. She like she was signed with one PR agency. They weren't like figuring it out or like getting her out of the mess. And so she fired them, hired another PR agency. They still couldn't figure it out. Like she is kind of hard because she's also like – not dumb, but everyone calls her dumb. Like, she is, like, not the smartest girly. 
And um, and now she's like kind of using that as like an excuse. It's just like it's so messy and gross, and it's gross. So what was her reasoning for hooking up with this guy? How long was this affair? Right, I, several months. And like Tom Schwartz has always, or sorry, Tom, Tom Sandoval has always kind of like had a reputation of like being a player. He did cheat on his last girlfriend, who was also on Vanderpump Rules, Kristen, like years ago. And um, so when Ariana started dating him, Kristen was like, you're going to be cheated on too. And she's like, no, I'm not. And then no, look where we are. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. So it's just crazy. So why is this like captivating the internet to this extent? I think it's just because it's so shocking that Raquel would hook up with Tom. Oh, okay. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Got and it. also it's just like, it's so insulting to Ariana. Mm. And, um, yeah, I mean, it is, I will say it is kind of like shocking that it, it is taking over the internet in this way. Yeah. Like this has reached my circle of awareness and yeah. I don't think I've ever followed Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. Anything beyond that. Yeah. It's pretty earth shattering and psycho, <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, unhinged. I just wanted to sum that up and give my opinion and my two cents is that I hate that it's happening and I want it to be done. So is it, so is the show currently on? Are we learning all about yeah. this in real time? Yes, and they're but they're like gonna do an um, a reunion. I think they're like trying to like Ooh, figure messy. that out. Yeah. So I mean, Bravo like hopped on that so quick, like to make it a thing. So yeah, there's a lot to it, but I just wanted to talk about it for one second because I feel like we have to. Okay, our final story of the day, Sam. I'm so excited for this. Okay, I'm kind of excited to talk about this too. So there has been a resurgence of the short king. Okay, so a woman did a think piece on the Daily Mail about how she's been neglecting a certain sector of men in her dating life forever, and that is men under six feet tall. So in the piece, she says that she's always just thought she would end up with a tall guy, and she's embarrassed to say it, but she just, like, never went on dates with shorter guys until one day she did. And this could just be a coincidence, but she said the first date she went on with a shorter guy was the best date she's ever been on. She said he was, like, a total gentleman. He was, like, really thoughtful and sweet and, like, listened to her. And it was, like, really great date. And then um, she decided she would start to broaden her, her horizons and start dating men under six feet. And it's changed her life forever, which I thought was funny and um, interesting. Sam, are you a big, like, do you care about height or it doesn't really matter? No, I mean, I'm 5'2". So it's never been an issue for me. Like I've never even met a man shorter than me. I don't think. Yeah. Um. So no, I've always dated short kings. Yeah. I am their target audience, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> My current boyfriend calls himself a uh, short king. How tall is Simon? Simon, are you five eight? He's not listening. He's. Are you five eight? Yeah. Yeah, he's five oh. eight. He would like the internet to know. Yeah, I mean, he's got tall guy energy, though. Sure. I would go with that. Yeah, no, I know. But, yeah, I've always dated guys who are shorter. It's never been a factor for me. Honestly, I feel like not dating guys under six feet is, like, a horrible thing to say. Yeah. I'm shocked someone put that on the internet. That feels so mean and gives, like, the incels so much fodder. <laughs> I know. Well, Sam, that's, like, not the first time I've ever seen that. I feel like people – Girls definitely say that. Really? Oh, yeah. That's well, like, maybe like hot girls. <laughs> I can't. I would never make that limit on myself. 
No, I feel like I have a lot of friends that are like, can't do it. But yeah. I, are um, they really tall friends? Like you are friends with a lot of tall dancers, right? Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. some of my friends are taller, so maybe they just like, I don't know. But What um, about you? Do you only date guys over six? No. Yeah. God, no. No, I don't really care about height. I think yeah. maybe when I was younger I like cared, but I yeah. really don't anymore. It doesn't really make any sort of difference to me. I feel no. like it's like all the same. And I will say like tall guys, especially in LA, like they get so much – attention because there's so many because they're tall yeah Yeah, like they walk into a bar it's like the hunger games yeah you know girls are like knocking other girls over (laughs) to get to a tall guy it's like a it's like a giraffe in the amazon yeah that is actually very true you know like it's so rare and so you know i've seen girls lose lose nails over that <laughs> trying to get to okay talk. actually it's hilarious that you say that though because i was at the ted lasso premiere yeah a lot of them are normal size but there are a few of the guys and all the girls covering the carpet were like oh my god he's so tall it's so like, funny it's so funny that girls like like tall guys because it's like they are ju- they're what what can they do for you lift things off of a top shelf like that's what's the real value add i don't know maybe you know? if you're really small maybe you're worried your kids will be like really small maybe I've That's just funny. accepted that that is my child's fate. No, you're not. I mean, I'm sure. I have big energy, though. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. I always say. I'm yeah. like, it's fine. I make up. I pack a big punch, you know? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. Okay. Well, this has been fun. Yes, of course. Thank you for listening to our very late night podcast recorded yeah. post-Oscars on yeah. Sunday evening. I'm Sam Kubota. You can find me at Samantha Kubota on Instagram or wherever you get social media. Yeah. And I'm Teague DP. You can find me on Instagram and all the things. Um, And if you could like and subscribe, that would be so nice. Yeah. And get hop on our Instagram. Tell us we're pretty. Yeah. Or that you wouldn't date a guy under six feet tall. It's up to you. Whatever. Up to you. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) Bye. Bye.